welcome to the next episode of the Crack Die Podcast. We know that with the holidays right around the corner, things can be a little stressful, and we hope that our show is kind of getting you through some of those stressful moments, whether it's last-minute shopping, travel, seeing family members, whatever it is, but we hope our show gets you through these stressful times. Now, I want to talk about something that we constantly fight about on the podcast, and that's time. So we've talked about rounds and and things like that, but let's talk about the calendar of Galarian. I know, super exciting. So Paizo, bless Paizo, made this not super, super difficult for us. Time passes on Galarian much as it does on Earth, 60 seconds to a minute, 60 minutes to an hour, and 24 hours to a day. So same rotation as what we got here. Galarian also measures everything else kind of like us, 7 days to the week, 12 months to a year. Easy. Here's where it gets to be like the fantasy world stuff. So they mark the years after the founding of the last great empire, the Aridin, who was a deity in this game. So that empire has long since collapsed. The calendar remains to in use at, at, to this day. It's kind of like Rome and how we deal with things in the in the United States, at least. So the very first adventure path that Paizo ever put out was called Rise of the Rune Lords. And that starts in 4707 AR. To equate that to us, it is the same year as it is in our Earth. So Rise of the Rune Lords came out in... 2007 so the year in absalom in pathfinder is 4707 so the current year is 4719 going into 4720 so the year is real easy it's 47 whatever the current ending is for us here on earth the days of the week are uh as follows Moon Day, Toil Day, Wheel Day, Oath Day, Fire Day, Star Day, Sunday. So, there's only one day off in the Galarian days of the week, and that's Sunday. Traditionally, it's a rest day, and you would worship on that day. Moon Day, Toil Day, Wheel Day, Oath Day, Fire Day, and Star Day are all work days. So that's six days a week of work. Oof, not for me. Thank you. Uh, on moon day, you would do some worshiping at night. And on oath day, oaths are sworn and packs are signed. So a lot of legal things happen on oath day. Now the months, just like how the Gregorian calendar is based off, you know, Roman deities for months or Greek deities for months. Same deal in Galarian. The months are as followed. Abadeus, which is for Abadar. Kalistra, which is February, which is for Kalistra. Farast, which is March for Farasma. Gozeren, which is April for Gozera. Desnus, which is May for Desna. 
Sarayeth, which is June for Sarenrae. Erastil, July, which is for the deity Erastil. Eridus, which is for Eridin, and that's August. Rova, which is Rovagug, which is September. Lamashen, which is for Lamashtu, which is October. Neth, which is for Nethis, which is November. And Kuthona, which is for Zun Kuthun. Sorry, I'm really bad with that one. And that's December. All of them have the same number of days in the month like we do here on Earth. And they fall into the same seasons as we would on Earth. So that's just a little more lore and information about Galarian. 12 months a year, 7 days a week, 24 hours in a day, much like us here on Earth. But now if you hear someone talking about a day of the week or a month and it doesn't make sense, flip back here and you can learn what it is. Also, there's a great, great uh, public fandom wiki, uh, Pathfinder fandom wiki. I would highly, highly recommend looking at if you have any other questions about any of those deities I mentioned or any of the calendars or days of the week, they have a great calendar section of it. As always, it is close to the holidays, but we still have some deals going on on our Teespring store. We would love for you to buy a shirt to show, show your support for us. Other than that, I've rambled very long about days of the week in the calendar, so let's get to the show. Previously on the Cracked Die Podcast. Our heroes fought and saved Silver. They then found the Cinderclaw's symbol etched on armor. Twin Talon acted quickly and saved Big Brumble from being captured by the Bramble Brashers. Silver used a clever impersonation to lure more of the Cinderclaws to their location. Will our heroes finally be able to purge this room of Cinderclaws? Will Silver continue to wander away? Find out now on the Cracked Die Podcast. Welcome to episode 16, 16 of the Cracked Die Podcast. I've taken over and we've tied up Sean and he's in a corner. So a thousand experience points. That's a level. Yeah. Each. Oh, and yeah. Also, I think we win the adventure path. Cool. <laughs> There's no way to win an adventure path, Amar. I win everything. I mean, you complete the adventure path, but that's winning. But winning's the the experience of traveling it. No, it winning is. We made along the way. Yeah. Damn it! That's Aww. the joke I was gonna make. Can you make us have a uh, ten thousand subscribers? No, a hundred thousand. Oh. Can I get you guys to roll initiative because these creatures just walked into the room? Oh, are we keeping my welcome? What should we be rolling? Should we be rolling stealth because we're hiding, or do we get to choose? I'll, you know what? So, so something that's interesting, and I just looked up the, these rules just to make sure I wasn't crazy, is there is no surprise round in Pathfinder Second Edition. So, I want to give you guys some sort of bonus, essentially, to setting a trap. Uh, and until I see more, uh, or reread, or someone points out that I'm doing something wrong. I'm going to let you guys pick whatever skill you want to roll your initiative with. And I'm going to make them all flat-footed to you guys um, for your first attack. And all subsequent attacks. No, 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 no. Just your first one. Whatever skill? 
whatever skill you would like to roll with your initiative. Like crafting or yeah. religion. Athletics. I'm not even going to get you guys to justify it. Just okay. just roll. Tell me your final number. Pick I'm your start, highest modifier. Yeah, pick your highest modifier. <laughs> Twin Talon, what did you roll? Uh, so I rolled an 11. And because I don't have to just justify it, I picked thievery, which gives me a 21. <laughs> That's awesome. Brianna? 28. Noise. Silver? Oh, what's up? I thought we were going in. Oh, in no, order. I'm just reading in the order I have on my sheet right now. Got Silver. Um, so my highest whatever uh, would also be 28. She can go first. All right. Well, actually, let me go first because I can inspire people. All right. Is that good? All right. Pond Watcher. 16. Okay. Temid. 22. Twin, what was yours? 22. 21. Blackjack. Sorry. That's <laughs> good me, though. Also, also 28, uh, but I can go after... Jeez. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. It's like the first 20 I've rolled in ages. Uh, I will go. I can go after uh, Brigana. All right. And then I thought my numbers were good. Not as good as you guys. Could you not yawn into the mic? Pretend we're a little interesting. <laughs> That's a good Wookiee noise. I can't do a Wookiee. Wait, did you do that again? <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Holy shit. Please don't sue us, Disney. Uh, I assumed we would just cut all that. I'm what? sure. All right. Are we ready for this, kids? Yeah. You're Are you ready, this? kids? Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, Silver goes first. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to inspire everybody. Okay. Uh, so saying... Y'all got this. Don't don't worry. Uh, <laughs> don't do what I just did. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna walk away. away. I'm not gonna run away. No, uh, um, more inspiring battle <laughs> guitar. Yeah, I'll, I'm playing my guitar. Uh, I will. Like Mad Max. Uh, if I cast Mage Armor on somebody, how does that work with like armor bonuses in Second Edition? Does anyone know? It's still typed. Yeah, I think and they don't stack. It, okay. They don't stack, and I believe it's a self-only spell. I also believe that. Okay. Uh, in that case, I will uh, second action uh, draw a short bow. Okay. Uh, well, it's second and third action because uh, I I played the guitar. I'm gonna stow away, not drop it, so I can get it easier, and then I will draw. take a short bow. All right. Brianna. Brianna will swing the closest one. Okay, that Let's is start. one of the Churukas. Yellow Churuka. We fight. Um, 21. That's a hit. <laughs> Four. Uh, uh, eight damage. All right, it takes... A scimitar to the stomach. It's still alive. Mm-hmm. It's just not happy. Um, how about a 15? Because they are flat-footed for this first round, uh, because I'm giving you guys that as a bonus, you, you hit. How about uh, 8 damage? It's still there, but it is bleeding profusely. What is your last one? Natural 20. 
So oh, what's your total? Sweet. <laughs> what's your total? Uh, my total is uh, 18. Oh, yeah. That is a crit. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whoops. All right. Scimitar is slashing, yes? Correct. Gut slash. Oh, so I'm going to take its head off. Yes. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's called disembowel. That's oh, when you cut right, somebody's right. head off. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Gut slash. Uh, the target takes 1d4 persistent bleed damage, and Oof. any creature it swallows whole is immediately released. Double damage and the 1d4 bleed, assuming it's alive. What's the minimum damage you can do? Um, minimum? Yes. One. And 14, because it's... Your die is 1d6. So ah. minimum is on a 1 plus what? Plus 5. So that's 6. So times 2 is 12. Wow. Yeah. You know what? It can't swallow hold or keep bleeding. A dead thing. A dead monkey creature. Okay. Awesome. So you kill the first Chudika. Good job. Which wow, one that's a freaking awesome ambush. It's, it's the, the one that's closest to her. Okay, that's yeah. She slashes it twice and then just rips its guts open. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Like it, you know, it's it comes into this dark room and she just slides behind it and just kind of you know, like grabs it by the neck and then stabs it a couple times and that, slits its throat. That's not my ammo, but also she doesn't sure. slit its throat. It's a gut slash. It's yeah. a gut slash. Well, isn't that what gut slash means? <laughs> in the throat. Soraya, <laughs> your turn. So she's going to lob her acid flask at the uh, bogard right in front of her and Brianna. So the one that's right in the middle, in between the other bogard and the monkey. And then I will not cock my die when I roll it. Don't you mean crack your die? Hey. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that will be a 21 yes. to hit the bogard. 21, that will hit. Yes. Beautiful. So the central one takes 2d6 persistent acid damage, and the two to either side take one acid splash. Boom. Okay, and how much? 2d6 is how much? It two, no, it's two. Oh. Two persistent acid two damage. Two persistent. <laughs> That's what I rolled. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Three, because I totally forgot about... Silver. Silver. Also, would a twenty-two have been a crit success? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Um, does that boost <laughs> the splash damage or just the primary damage? I think it just does. I think just the primary, right? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, after that, she's going to pull an alchemist fire out of her bag and throw that as well. All right. <laughs> that one misses. It's a three. Yes. Uh, What's your total? It's a four. What's your total? Four. Ooh, that's Ooh. a critical miss. <gasps> oh, no. What is it, Rich? That elf lock. Magical, I would believe. So spell, right? Well, last time we spell decided it was range. Or range. Let's do range. I think range yeah. makes more sense. It makes more sense with alchemy. It's better than, yeah. Okay. Well, what about blood magic? <laughs> oh, weapon problem. Uh -oh. If the attack used a projectile weapon, something on the weapon malfunctions, requiring it, you to fix it. So it doesn't affect you. Yeah, Your finger breaks. No, it no, just it's not a projectile weapon, so it just it's misses. It's a thrown Nothing. weapon, so yeah, it just yeah. misses. All right, no effect on you. All nice. Right. Lucky. Did you just like the splash damage on everybody. Um, yeah, uh, the way um, do 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 do. You can control it though, so yeah. Can you hit one of them with the splash? Yes. Damage? If an attack with a splash weapon fails, succeeds, or critically succeeds, all creatures within five feet of the target, including the target, take a less than splash damage. So it's one fire splash. I was aiming for the one in the middle again, so I guess all three of them would take it. So or the middle Boggart? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's who I was aiming for. So I, I should probably take it as well. No, she, that's uh, the benefit of control. being a bomber. Ah. You don't. All right. Cool. That's very cool. <laughs> so 
like a globule of fire comes towards me and it's just like Whoa. yeah so they all have three <laughs> persistent damage on them right now at the very least all right so ambush is working <laughs> one of the boggarts uh oh, persistent you said how much three Oh, sorry, no, the splash on the fire is not persistent, but the central okay. one has two persistent. All right, so the boggart, uh, in the f- the middle boggart, uh, finally gets its wits about it, and it decides to give a terrifying croak. So everyone give me a will save. Soraya? 16 plus something. Oh, okay, you're fine? Okay, good. Twin? 18. Good. 15. Not good. Oof. 16. Good. 23. Oh, no. Good. 17. Good. So, Temid, you are frightened one. Okay. It only lasts until whatever the standard time is on frightened. I thought their croak was one minute. This is a different type of bogger. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He did say it was bigger. It was bigger. You would think it would be okay. worse, but yeah, yeah it's, it it's not. And then its second action is to draw its morning star. Oh, dear. Its third action. Can it hit? It can hit uh, Brianna from right there, can it? Yeah. Hit there me, baby, one more time. How about a 10? You're cute. Try again. All right. What is your AC? Currently? Um, I am sitting at a 20, but it should be 22. Why is so not my shield? So the Morningstar sw- swings down. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. And it is a named creature. Oh, no. <laughs> Spinning swing. You oh. are sickened, too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, that's not good. The the bogger swings its Morningstar, and Brianna ducks out of the way and the momentum of that morning star just keeps spinning him around <laughs> it's very cartoon style and he spins like three <laughs> times and everyone around him is like ducking out and, Whoa, uh, uh, and he just stops and you kind of see his frog eyes are like still spinning oh. he's very disoriented poor baby i feel bad guys temid it's your turn all right so temid being uh you know he's he's a little scared actually he's a little shook by by this seeing uh brianna kind of this this anger in her eyes, and she runs up and she kind of seals team seal team sixes this motherfucker uh, as he enters the room. Somebody said swat. I'm just going with what I was told. So what are you doing to this churuka? So there's there's one immediately to the front of me. Is that correct? The little small correct. one right there. Correct. And it's directly in front of me, as 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 in it's not. Uh, I don't have to walk to get. Correct. To it. So first thing I'm going to do is cast uh, a cantrip called shield. Um, I now have a shield. Great. And I don't require any hands to use it, and uh, it's basically immediately raised. Now, my second action, it was only one verbal action to do that. My second action, I'm going to thrust my rapier uh, towards this churaka. Thrust away, my friend. I'm hungry for churros all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A total of 23. That is a regular old hit. That's disappointing. That's what your mom said. <laughs> oh. That's not wrong. Uh, no. it's, uh, he does four wow. points of damage, including our friend um, uh, Silver's help. Inspiration. <laughs> All right. You, and next action. Last action. Last action as a hero. A last action hero. He he thrusts egg uh, one more time. All right. Roll well. That doesn't look like you roll well. Nine. 
Nope. Oh dear. Is that's not a crit fail? Is no, it? no, no. Okay, no. good. Thank goodness. All right. So, so he, they're, know, they're still they're still flat footed right now to you guys. He, he as he raises, basically he gets into that that fencing stance. He he pulls the rapier out ahead of him, points at this creature, raises one hand, and as he does, a shield um, appears in front of him, and then he thrusts one. And then, um, you know, he strikes and then getting a little bit overconfident, he tries to overcompensate as this thing tries to dodge and he does not quite hit the second strike. Twin Talon, you're up. Okay, so Twin Talon is, has been waiting. Um, that boggard that came in that uh, took a swing at Brianna looks like it might be in charge or at least it's bigger than the rest of them. So he's going to try to take it down. All right. So what's its AC right now? Minus two. So would a 28 be a critical hit? Oh, uh, yes, it would be. Okay. Nice. Because oh, I rolled yeah. a 28. Okay. Good Good to know. Okay. Was it flat-footed to you as well? It was. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's a critical success. That's a critical hit. Oh, yeah. Critical card with a ranged attack. It is spun around. The target is flat-footed until the end of its next turn. So even though it would no longer be flat-footed this turn, it is now still flat-footed. Right, which will help everyone else but me. Okay. Because it goes before me. But that's fine. And how much damage? Uh, it's going to be two times. Two, plus, two, two. I'm actually going to do my damage correctly. Why Why start now? Don't, don't hurt my monsters. Okay. So it's 3d6, which I rolled 5, 4, 4. So that's 13. 17 with my... Oh no, I don't add a I add a plus one. So it's uh yeah. So thirteen fourteen with the plus one times two is twenty-eight plus it's deadly D ten. Nice. Meaning it adds one D ten damage when you crit. Which is seven. Very nice. Wow. Yeah. So I already forgot what I said. Twenty eight plus seven is thirty five. Good grief. The arrow pierces through that. Ooh. Giant boggard's eye, and you just hear, oh, as it pops no. and it ooze starts to come out, oh. and the arrow keeps passing through, and just like think how big eyes are on frogs, it just pops as that arrow goes through and just slides right through its brain and pins it to the back wall by its head. It's My dead. stomach turned a little bit just now. It's dead. He's like, check yourself, motherfucker, and then he's gonna shoot. Before you wreck yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> it looks like I can see the other boggard coming in. Sure. All right. So I'm going to shoot at him next. So that is 21. No, 22. That is also a critical hit. Oh, because it's flat-footed. <laughs> Overreaction. Ah, boo. Normal damage. The target triggers reactions as if it just used a move action. It is all f also flat-footed until the end of its next turn. <laughs> Apparently, that's my thing. All right, so it is still flat-footed. I mean, it's appropriate. Can anybody yeah. use a, a reaction yeah. here? Does nope. anyone have a reaction? Not nope. for this. Not There's for this? There's no fighters there. Okay. Unfortunately. That would have been sweet otherwise. Yeah. So that, uh, I didn't roll super great, but my deadly D10 came was 10. Oh, so yeah. that's 15, 16, 22. For the second one? How dead is this one? Probably not dead yet. Oh, no. You wheel around with a second arrow, and you just shoot it, and this one goes right through its stomach, but you actually got it a little higher, so it's in its chest and heart region, and it's still standing there, but if you kind of like look to the side, 
on the wall, you see its heart no. beating, uh, and then it just collapses, ooh. and blood kind of spurts out of the heart as it dies. So the two boggers are dead. Wow. And my my third action, I'm going to try to shoot the last jerk. I'm going to make the most of them being flat-footed. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, so far, so good. Uh, that is a natural 20. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's uh, like Twin Talons just going to one-shot this combat. Yeah. Legolas over here. <laughs> Pinned arm. As the bow critical specialization effect, and the target can't use one of its arms until freed. If using a melee weapon, you must drop it to gain this effect. I'm not. So, yeah, I basically shoot it, and one of its arms gets stuck to its body. But it also does double damage. All right, well, how much damage do you <laughs> do? That really matters. Because it's also deadly. I'm definitely going to get to do something in this combat. <laughs> I at least did something, so I'm okay. I, I like, pretend I contributed. <laughs> so that's 16 times 2 is 32, plus 4 is 36 damage. Jeez. Good grief. <laughs> Being a rogue's awesome. Well, being a rogue when you crit three times in a row is awesome. Yeah. All right. So this arrow, you wheel around. One, two, and you're like, hang on. I got this. Not only do you, like, pin its arm to itself. So you somehow manage to shoot this arrow, and it ricochets off the wall. And the arrow comes in through its side, pins its arm to its body, and then keeps... The momentum pulls it into the wall as it pins the other arm between the wall and itself. And just you just see it slump down, dead. Jeez. I'd also kind of like to go back and retcon a little bit. So when I struck, the first one hit. The second one, I'd go to hit, and it was going to be in the right place. But he shot it so damn hard that it just kind of moved out of the Shoot. way. <laughs> well, I didn't shoot the one in front of you. I shot the one that was oh. behind that one. Well, okay. Pond Watcher, never mind then. Like it's your turn because everyone who was going to go before <laughs> you is dead. <laughs> You're welcome. It's a All quicker right. combat. So he has had his halberd raised, and then everyone got shot and cut apart and fell <laughs> right, and he was standing right next to all of them. He's just covered in blood now. And I did it. He sees the last uh, baboon, and he just yells, Ambush! <laughs> <laughs> That's swings. not how you do can, it, Pond. Can we give him a hero point for that? <laughs> yeah. Oh... Eleven. You could use a hero point if you want. Yeah, I'm using the hero point. Okay, on the one I was about to give you. All right. All right, re-roll. Ambush. Natural 20. Yeah! Yeah! Worth it. <laughs> okay, so uh, go ahead and draw here the crit card. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> Matt, other, other people get crit cards besides you, Matt. I, I just forget that we do critical successes. When Pond Watcher attacks. Oh, oh. This is um, like the f- I kind of want to just give you that die now. It's working out. Uh, okay, so his critical success is called Chipped Bone. Okay. The target is Clumsy 1 until healed. Oh, that's not going to last long. You, you still do double damage, yes. though, so that's the important part. 10 piercing damage. So you stick this Chirika on the end of your uh pike uh not pike halberd halberd and you lift it up and it slowly starts to slide down just blood dripping down so it hits the axe head i assume yep (laughs) all in your face too yeah and it's dead i didn't even have to rage combat's over guys we did it wow 
That works really good. Uh, well, it's really that... We uh, should aimbush more often. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they did not know what hit them. Aimbush. Well, it, it's a shame we, we cannot ask more information of them since they're all dead, but we are doing what we set out to do, which is to clear out this area. Well, it does seem the like they have a some type of uh, order to not give up any information. They'd rather... Uh, commit suicide. So far, that is true of, of one case. <laughs> the one <laughs> person we've questioned, that's 100%. So you can't say that I'm wrong. <laughs> Are we in exploration mode? Yes. What? what? So What's exploration you mode? guys just stomped this combat, which amazingly... No, we didn't stomp this combat. Matt stopped yeah. stomped this combat. So you have uh, killed everything that you know of. I would like to search the bodies. Okay, as you search the bodies, you find... Three arrows. Three, th <laughs> your three arrows, um, which you should take and bless them because they are... Uh, amazing. Amazing. No, um, on the bodies, uh, on the Chirikaz, you find the same things. You find three small sets of armor. You find three small sickles and three small whips. Whips. Whips on the boggards. Why do you keep saying saying it like that? Whips. Like what? Whips. 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 Okay, what else do we find? You find on the boggards uh, studded leather armor. Uh, uh, each of them have a club, and they each have a javelin as well. So to be clear, they had tiny whips, studded leather, and clubs, and they weren't kinky? I never said that. <laughs> you are making assumptions. We haven't entered into the other room at all. No, you haven't. I want to go in there. Let's go check it out. Yeah, let's go check it out. All right. As you walk into this room, pieces of furniture are still intact here, although hanging from the ceiling rafters in the center of the room is a strange structure made from ripped and knotted curtains. Like a hammock? Sex swing? <laughs> no, not not that. <laughs> Think okay. This is think of like an elementary school playground with like that cargo net that people would climb. Okay, that is what this looks like. Except instead of it being at an angle, it is right up against the wall. So it looks like it's meant to climb up to a second level. Uh, yes. But if you look up, you see that the ceiling is there is no second level. Remember, these are small monkey folk. Okay. Okay. It's probably just a like. Recreational. Yeah. It's we found the monkey city. The city of the monkeys. Someone boost me up. I want to go into the monkey net. It goes to the ground. Uh, I think I didn't understand the instruction. I climb the monkey net. You see that this is, if you climb to the top, they have taken these curtains and made like hammocks and beds so they could climb up, sleep above ground, just like they would. Were they not in a cave, they'd be in a tree. All right, I found a we're sleeping tonight, y'all. Are there no. six? <laughs> Joking. Beds? No, there's only three. It smells very bad up here. Who's bunking with me? Um, No one. We don't have to sleep here. I'm s No, every time we see a bed, we have to sleep. <laughs> We've been awake for like one hour. <laughs> I'm already tired. So it's midnight. Yeah. Uh, so it, is this all there is in this room? or As far as you guys can tell. Uh, can we perceive? Yes. So you guys spend about 10 minutes here. I'll roll for you all. Don't worry. 
I do worry when you roll for me, Sean. Yeah, you're not known for rolling well, unless it's, like, against us. I don't know, last couple times you rolled very well. Yeah, I've rolled, like, two 20s in a row for you guys. Yeah. Yes, I'm just used to your entire history and not this microcosm. Fair enough. Oh. Um, no, Burn. Uh, no, I am a notorious, terrible dice roller. Die roller. Uh, anyway, with Brianna's natural 20 that I rolled for her perception around this room, uh, you guys kind of don't see anything. You avoid the monkey dung. So you have successfully explored here. There's nothing really of value in this room. Okay. Besides the awesome net. Yes, the awesome homemade net. Bond Watcher. Yeah. yeah. I'll race you to the top. Uh, let me get down from the top first. It's only like 10 feet tall. All right. Like, well, Let's see who just rolls higher on a uh, crime check. All right. So while they're playing around, Twin Talon, what are you doing? So Nine. Brianna searched the... Or we all searched the room. We found nothing of uh, twenty six value. Was that accurate? Uh, you Correct. Me by a little guess, bit. Yeah. Um. That looks like there are several doors out of this room. Yes, there is a door to the north, uh, northeast ish. There's a door to the east as well, and then there's a door to the south. You, with your knowledge of architecture, mm-hmm. probably could guess the door to the south leads back to that main hallway. Okay, then I would like to listen uh, first at the eastern door and then the northeastern door. All right. What's your... It's plus seven? Plus six. Six. From the northeastern door, you hear a steady dripping sound. Okay, so I'll... From the eastern door, you don't hear that. Yes, you hear that noise. Thanks, Uh, (laughs) Skyrimscape. I'll turn back to the group uh, and... And say, well, I, it sounds like there's maybe water dripping in this room. And I'll point to the northeastern door. But straight ahead, I'll point to the eastern door. I, I don't hear anything. Hmm. Also, for our reference, east is toward me. Okay. North is toward Sean. So northeast is that one. All right. What exactly do you hear? Uh, it just sounds like dripping water. doesn't sound malicious as far as I can tell. But I, the other one is no sound. I don't have any preference as to which way to go. I mean, the dripping water means there's something happening, but if someone else has a specific idea what to do, I'm happy to do that, but I just didn't want to start opening doors mm-hmm. before we were all ready to go. It sounded like Bon Watcher <laughs> had an idea. I apologize. I, my idea was only to open the door, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have a preference which? I, like, I'm curious about dripping, the dripping chamber. Of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Weasley and the Dripping Chamber of no, Secrets. No, no, no. That's definitely a movie. That's, that's a certain kind of parody. Sean is throwing up an X, so we're going to back out of that. Just like Ronald Weasley. <laughs> I'm only starting to get it now. Okay. So, 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 you, guys, so you guys open the door to the northeastern room. A steady dripping from the stone ceiling in the ruined bedroom has created a deep bog-like puddle in the middle of the broken floor. Ringing the puddle are splintered pieces of wood stuck into the flagstone's rubble, rising up like bizarre foliage. Okay. I investigate this bizarre foliage. What is your perception bonus? Plus six. I'd like to inspect it as well. Plus seven. Seven. Twin Talon is going to remain by the door with his bow drawn, waiting for grave shells or mucklucks or whatever to shoot out of the puddle and attack everybody. <laughs> okay. Uh, as, uh, is anyone going into the bog-like area? 
like into the water yeah we convince silver to do it since he wants to explore things and mm -hmm. he can't leave unturned stones <laughs> aaron is shaking his head no no no, no. Yeah, aaron, no. aaron does not agree with that um but no I, is there is there like anything like is there like pond scum or anything on it nope or? oh darn i was hoping to find some more alchemical ingredients can we have our elf friend watch the pond can I do a lore check Finally, while I'm my here? My day has come. <laughs> on on what? I, I, the way these this bizarre foliage is arranged, if it's some sort of like pattern of some kind. Sure, sure. Give me, uh, give me knowledge. Or sorry, lore. Recall knowledge. Nature. Okay. Not my shining light. Nature, but uh, that's a total of seventeen. It. Looks like this is probably where the boggards were, because it is a little more humid in this area, a little more tropical. Uh, okay. They probably took the the those splintered wood, and laid it out. Then took the splintered wood and laid it out to be like trees and okay. lily pads and things like that for them to. Okay, so relax it, it on. looks like the bog uh, boggarts made like a uh, natural habitat, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, exactly. Them. Interesting. Do I know if Boggarts and Caracas or whatever they're called? Chiracas. Chiracas. <laughs> Maracas. Yes. They're the capital of Venezuela. Do they hang out a lot normally? Is that a normal thing? Uh, not really. Okay. Curious. But they are from the same region. Yes. They're bo all, both from the Mwangi expanse. Cults make strange bedfellows. Pond Watcher, what are you doing? Uh, Pond Watcher is going to take a javelin out and kind of like toss it into the middle of the pond cool so you do you throw your javelin into the middle of the pond and you see that it's only about five feet in the middle five feet deep in the middle five feet deep in this room that's interesting that's a very deep how, how long i'm sorry no no the puddle is five feet deep no, I'm not saying. And treat you're it as a shallow it. bog. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Just confused I was confused. I thought I, I got here. confused. Yeah. How how long did the goblins say that they've been gone? What, what you, a couple of weeks. They're transforming this whole place. It may have been like this before they they left. They yeah. So the water is coming through a hole I in the doubt. ceiling. Gross. And it, nothing jumps out and eats my javelin nope. or anything. I would like to do a architecture lore. All right, go ahead. To try to figure out like where the water might be coming from. What's your knowledge, or what's the bonus? Plus five. Cool. So you can tell that this is an area that is under the dirt. Like, it's not actually under any of the the uh, built citadel above it. Mm. Uh, and that this is coming in from a hole or some sort of hole where the natural water and rain is coming through. Okay, so it's probably just groundwater. Yeah, and it's worn away at the ceiling enough that it started to come through. Because remember, this is an abandoned citadel. It's been like, the, it's no longer being, you know, kept up. Mm. And the water that's running through it has eroded some of the ceiling. And that's coming down through here, which has probably eroded some of the floor, which is why there's a five foot deep bog in the middle of it. If Assuming my javelin is floating on the surface of yeah. the water, I will fish it out with my halberd without getting into the water. Okay. Learning my lesson from last time. <laughs> so as you pull your um, javelin out, you see that there is a, a small vial attached to the end of it where you threw it in. It's like hit sinking, sunk into like a cork. 
the the javelin is in a cork, which is pulled out the rest of the vial. Oh, I've gone fishing. Uh, what do you have there? It looks like a bottle of some sort. There is liquid in the in there that is a hazy blue green color. Uh, Saraya, do you know what this is? It seems to be a javelin bottle of some sort. <laughs> Give me a couple of moments. I'm sure I can figure it out. I'm a few bars. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> so I'll roll crafting on that for alchemy. 27. Wow. It is an invisibility potion. Oh, Whoa. Nice. I feel like the rogue should have that at some point. Um, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I pound it immediately. <laughs> Where'd he go? Up here. <laughs> he just pounds it immediately and then punches someone so it's wasted. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. That was a funny joke, Keith. Uh, well, so okay. Well, do you want it now, or do you want me to keep it so I can reverse engineer it and we can make as many as we want? Uh, why don't you hold on to it for now? If it, if something comes up where we think it's an immediate need, we can do it. Yeah, we can yes. use it, and if not, then I'm happy to have. Infinite potions over the Maybe course not necessarily of necessarily infinite, but yes. Oh, over the course of time. Uh so is there anything else in this room? Nope. This room is pretty empty. It looks like whatever you guys had come attack you earlier probably lived in here, but is now either stuck to the wall, decapitated, disemboweled, or something in these in that other room. Someone want to check the other, check Sorry, the other room. My base. <laughs> it's the other room. All right. So you guys go back down. You open the door to the east, and then you open the door to the north to open. It looks like a little hallway. Yep. The furniture in this former bedroom is all askew, revealing a mountain-like pile in the center made up largely of garbage, such as filthy clothes, chunks of rubble, and bent nails, though there are a few shining glints in the mix. On the southern wall, scrawled in chunky in a chunky substance, in a childlike hand are several words written that might be gibberish. What language are they written in? Draconic. What does it say? <laughs> Beware mighty dragons and B E W A R E colon M-I-T-E-Y space D-R-A-G-O-N-S exclamation point all in capital letters. I'll have to get that again at some point. M-I-T-E-Y? Yeah, somehow yes. they've it's misspelled they've misspelled mighty in a cute way but then did it in a different language. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they, they cutely misspelled it in Draconic. Right, yeah. but because the players don't speak Draconic. It... Yeah. Okay. Oh, we have a couple of people that speak Draconic, right? Players I, and characters is not what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. Can we like perceive if there's anything important in this room? Yeah. So you guys take some time to search this room. And in that pile, that mess, you find 15 gold. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Damn. Damn. Yeah. And you notice in the eastern wall that some of the stones there have been smashed uh, and that a rudimentary tunnel stretches about three feet into the earth beyond. Oh, I guess this is them tunneling under our houses. Mm. Well, shall we try to explore this tunnel or 
Yes, I shoved silver into the three-foot-long tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the ten minutes that we're um, going through the pile, can I check out the chunky substance on the wall? Sure. I don't want to know what this is. Uh, Well, okay, well... well, Latinus cube? Was it, like, reddish and gross? Yes. Maybe I don't do that. Maybe it's fairly obvious. There is a smell coming from it. So, like, feces? I was figuring like entrails. Could no feces. Is this uh, is this the tunnel fact that it's just red and gross and also feces is is even worse. Yeah. Oh, is this tunnel like complete and going someplace? Oh or no, it just no. stops. It you just stopped. said it's three feet long. Yeah, it's three uh, feet. Yeah, I thought three feet wide. Are you find Hayworth in the Shawshank attempt? Yeah, you f- <laughs> you f- you find some like bent pipes and whatnot that you can guess were trying they were trying to use to dig a hole. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know if these things are that intelligent. But, uh, did we glean of where they came from? They said something about a mighty hole, glorious, a glorious hole, glorious well, portal. I think your guess portal. that they were the Ayudara was probably correct. Not a bad one. I would, I would venture to guess that they may not be intelligent enough, or at least their lackeys aren't enough to open this portal. Uh, so we're probably dealing with some high-level mages or mage rather than mages. As they say, a thousand monkeys over a thousand years. <laughs> this is true. Can write any book on accident. Well, it's actually an infinite number of monkeys over an infinite number of years, but yes. But you also just. With an infinite number of typewriters. Well, there's no typewriters in this there's world. There's no typewriters. Could eventually scribe. Yeah. Shakespeare. My point is that, you know, even a blind squirrel can find a nut sometimes. There is a possibility that they accidentally opened the portal. Yes. And went through it because. Why not? But then, but then would they have that whole message of taking over and sure, with the I'm deity sure. and all that kind of stuff? But I'm saying it could have been a cult of this evil dragon god. Uh, I think Soraya said that that symbol specifically was a destruction more version on, of it's that. More on destruction and evil more so than the dragon bit. Right. So they could have just been worshipping it, been a cult somewhere else, gone through a portal, found what's literally like a castle that's empty. There's some goblins in it, chased them out, and maybe did a little recon, found out there was a human settlement nearby. And it's probably a lot easier pickings than the deep, dark jungles of the Mwangi Expanse. Twin Town, can you give me a lore architecture roll? Yes! <laughs> uh, would a Kentargo, Lord Kentargo work here? Not yet. How about Lord Breach Hill? Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's 17. All right. I'll let the Lord Breach Hill come up as well. 22. Okay. You both know that that hole is in the direction of Breach Hill. The three-foot hole? The three-foot hole. All right. So they started. Like day one. Yeah. So I, I'll, you know, I guess Twin Talon and Brianna will look in each other's eyes and look at the hole and be like, it looks like they knew where they were going. At least that. The, my concern is... If they used a portal of some kind, they must have a basis here as well as wherever they came from, correct? So I'd be interested in finding it on this side and either disrupting it or at least marking where it is. Or Yeah, I think if I understand the Ayodaras correctly from the brief information we, that I was given, mm. there is a gate on two sides that link a space. Okay. So I would assume that if they came from the Wangi Expanse through a glorious portal, there's probably one here too. 
I don't know if it's still open. I don't really understand how the IODR work. I just kind of have a vague idea of two points being connected over a long distance. Point being, it, it is a security concern. Absolutely. And we should at least keep an eye out for it. Yeah. And Kalmod also seemed to believe that there was some type of portal here as well. And that would match up well with the fact that they there's a, uh, there is a portal here that's linked to the Moangi Expanse. And also the fact that they knew the direction that they're headed in, as you said, uh, kind of le leads us to believe more that it wasn't a happy accident, that they came here with a specific goal in mind, and that is to head towards Breach Hill. I would disagree. I think that they could come here on accident, survey the surrounding area. We're only a couple hours away. They could find the, they could see that there's a town. They could find, they could figure for whatever reason that digging under the town up would be easier or more surprising at least than attacking a town straight on. I don't know how many there are, but if there were like 10 of them, for instance, like that's, the guards are eventually going to kill them all. So if they attack one at a time under houses, it would be way easier. He said there were many. There were almost legion. Yeah, but who knows what their concept of numbers is. And, or most of them could be on the other side of the gate, and they could be trying to figure out how to open it back up. Either way, I'd rather err on the side of caution than simply wave this off as a... No, I absolutely agree. We should do something about the gate. You're absolutely right. Kalmot wanted to sell the location of Estella's ring. Yes. Estella's ring is not here. We know where Estella's ring is from Vaz's notes, and it's elsewhere. Or the the place that she thought it was was elsewhere, which could mean that there's a gate here. It I could think that's take what them. he was doing. He wanted to find the gate here that would take him to Estella's ring. Could be. But I, I think that the gate here probably goes to Estella's ring, and then that goes to the Mwangi Expanse. Which means which, they could be in other locations by now doing the same thing. Right. Which maybe then it's not an accident. Or maybe they accidentally figured it out, and now they know. And now they're just taking advantage. Yeah. Well, what's for sure is that we still got more of this dungeon to explore. I'm surprised you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to keep a, a man in my word and keep an eye on uh, the uh, king who was promised over here. <laughs> he asked me not to charge blindly in as much as I desire to. I'm uh, waiting for my companions. All right, so you guys have explored the entire section of the map that you have been given. Mission accompanied. So, venture up, put a bomber jacket on, we're done. <laughs> so you head back to the quote-unquote main entranceway, and something occurs to you. The door that you guys came in through is a secret door. Not everyone could find it. Uh -huh. You also know that the stairs, you see the stairs have collapsed to get up and out. Oh, do we know that? Yeah. Wait, is that since we've come down here they've collapsed? No. Oh. You saw they were collapsed upstairs. You, with the knowledge of architecture that you have, Twin oh. Talon, you saw that the f stairs up at the front here are also collapsed. Oh, I just heard you say that there were rubble. I didn't catch yeah. that there was a staircase. Staircase that collapsed. That collapsed. Okay. So, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, so they may have come in through the top. Stairs collapse because of the dragon corgis. And they were stuck, huh. and they couldn't find their way out. That's true. That makes a lot of sense, too. So now you have a decision to make. Do you go south to the other side and explore over there? Or do you go east beyond the three doors that you see? I want to say east. I want to say east, too. We'll clear it out directionally. That's fine. Just be aware that that's where I believe, was it you, Temet, that discovered uh, that the gelatinous cube went that way? 
Yes, I did notice that it was heading in, in the eastern direction. And there was no sign of it on that it squeezed through any of the small portals on the sides. So if we're going to go take a left and go east, I would advise anyone in the front to be very cautious. All right. Because if, if I remember correctly, they're hard to see, especially in the dark. Yes. What were we talking about? I'm sorry. Do uh, not I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Just walk ahead with your, your halberd. Who wants to take point on this then? Yeah, I can do that. I don't want to get this in a cube, so I will flip it around and aim the haft. Bef since we know it was a gelatinous cube, can we recall knowledge about it before we encounter it? That's a great suggestion. And that's what we'll do. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. And uh, which is knowledge is it? Yeah, that's a good and question. in second edition Pathfinder, 10-foot poles no longer a thing? No, no, it is not. All poles are five foot or less. Oh, that makes me sad. It's regulations. <laughs> Occultism. Boo. I have Occultism. a untrained or no? Yeah, it's recall knowledge. You can always do a recall knowledge okay. untrained. 12. I have a whopping four. Try to beat that. 16. 22. I got a six. Depending on what Soraya does, maybe everybody beat that. Ugh, 12. So, 22. Um, you know that gelatinous cubes are transparent and you will need to make a perception check to notice a stationary cube you know that they are immune to almost everything acid critical hits mental precision unconsciousness and visual effects and you know that they are resistant to electricity ha, but not cold or fire <laughs> oh yeah that one yeah okay I mean, I can do both, but... All right, so Pond Watcher's in front. Would you rather I in front since I have a shield? Well, I, I was thinking I hold Halberd out in front of me and maybe pokes the thing if we get too close. So which door are you guys going through? There's three doors. Can it open doors? Oh, wow. Okay. I feel there like it's a cube. How's it going to open a door? It <laughs> must be before the doors. Let's start left. Get this thing clockwise. I don't know. I'm walking with my halberd like this. It's okay. five feet long from the... It's also possible shack. that it, it actually was east of where we started along that long hall. It may not... So we're a little bit to the north of that now. So it might actually be... like we may, Maybe we're not in its path. Maybe it went up that big hallway and then passed into that area that we haven't seen yet. Right, but to uh, Richard's point, there are three doors that way, which is where we are now. We've walked, to, we took, went out the, the rooms we were in, we made a left, going east down the hallway, we came to three doors. We didn't hit a cube, which means that either it can open doors and then close them, or it somehow has bypassed the door. Oh, so our pawns do not no. uh, represent where we're at right no, now? No, no. Okay, I see. Okay. So, I ask again, which door are we opening? I say the one on the farthest left, just so we can get things clockwise. All right. Is that good for everyone? All right. Fine, sure. fine by so, me. This entry hall is still decorated with the remnants of homages to the Order of the Nail's most storied deeds. Tall paintings, many of which are damaged but still recognizable, depict Hell Knights, gaining the upper hand in clashes with bandits, opposing armies, and terrible monsters. Oh my. Man, Alec would have loved this. <laughs> <laughs> Timid's a little sad when he hears that. Soraya. Yes. Give me a crafting check, please. Oh dear. God damn it. I just can't roll today. Like, 
physically accomplish it. 23. You notice that there is still one painting in this room that is not terribly damaged. Hmm. It's probably worth about 25 gold if you take it down. Jeez. And you notice the signature on the painting is R. Stegrim. Do you relay that? R. Stegman. Stegman. R. Stegman? Yes, is the artist. And what was the depiction of? It is uh, depicts three Hell Knights battling a black dragon in an ominous swamp. A fourth Hell Knight leaps from the rise behind the dragon with her halberd raised, ready to bear down on the dragon's back, while robed Hell Knights in the background attempt to wound, attend to a wounded knight. In their corner, the in the corner of the painting, the artist assigned their name, R. Stegman. How big is this painting? That is a busy composition. Yeah, it's going to take about 20 minutes to take this down. It's an 8 by 11 foot. Yeah, it's... Inch, inch, 8 and a half by 11 hey, inches. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little poster. It's, yeah, no, no, no. If you guys want to take it down without damaging it more and like so you could sell it for the gold, it will take about 20 minutes. Do we want to? Um, do we want to sell it or do we want to send it to Alex family's place? As an as an apology for their son dying. Well, isn't that what he came uh, here for? Was he came here for a, it was ring. a book and a ring and a weapon. Oh, never mind then. You're right. He was going to loot the the crypt with the weapon. Mm-hmm. He was looking for heirlooms in general. Oh, this seems. But this is an, one. this is an heirloom. Um, I mean, it is completely not my aesthetic, to be honest. So. Well, I think transporting something this large might be a bit. If we're going to Difficult. take it, I think we should come back for it. I. It's trash. It's history. Is it though? Yeah, they say one but it's not trash, architecture. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. You got the dragon being hit with a halberd. I like it. I put it above my bed if I had a bed, but I, I don't. Do you not have a bed? I'm in homeless. Creature? Yes. Oh. oh. But you know, I silver have a doesn't bedroom. provide you with a home. Saraya's eyes Listen. light up over the, sh- the sharing bed sharing trope. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have time to get into everything, little thing, but it's badass painting. So there's a door to the east and to the southeast. Uh, okay. The east. Do we hear anything? No. Still quiet? Still quiet. I'm just going to open the next door. Which which, which one? one? There's two options. The east or the southeast? East. East. Okay, so the one at the very end of the room? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Nothing bad will happen, so... Empty weapon racks line the walls of this room. Repair forges long since abandoned and cold sit in a lonely row toward the back, along with a crude lean-to, seemingly made from bits of rope and ripped leather. As you walk in there, you hear, and, what What was that? And from out from the lean-to pop two kobolds. Tiny dragon people. I'm excited to see what kobolds look like in second edition. Uh, well, I have a picture. Hold on. Yay. And remember, any visuals that we may present here will be shown on the website. And what's that website again? It is thegragdiepodcast.com. And they are a property of Paizo Publishing. Yes. As they... Oh. Pl- kobolds look way Meek. more adorable. Although this one has two eyes pointing in opposite directions. Is it a well, chameleon Like he kobold? was kicked in the head. No, it looks like lizard. It looks like a... Like as a... they pop out, as they pop out, one of them bears a dagger and the other holds a staff up and in loud, booming voices, they cry, Behold the 
us, mighty dragons! <laughs> oh. I look at Pond Watcher. We are dragons and want your meats! They're so cute. Pond Watcher oh sees. He doesn't... He, he's not sure what to do. <laughs> After actually <laughs> looking at the picture. Can I see? It's so Look at the cute. eyes on the red one. He's not oh up directions. So these little He's little lizard guys come out and Look they're up ones down, and they're screaming at us to <laughs> oh behold God, the mighty so dragons, and they want our meats. Hail, want... mighty dragons! Okay, what's what's other like small creatures or? They are kobolds are generally small. They're tiny. Always... They they're oh, they're oh, tiny. Wait, wait, no, they're no, no, tiny? no, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Wrong, wrong monster. Small. They are small. I was gonna say okay. tiny. Oh my God. They're small. Hey, and they just they're looking at you. So adorable. How are you doing today? We are dragons. Do you... <laughs> She'll repeat the same thing in Draconic, even though they're speaking common. Is, are they speaking common? <laughs> Very broken common. Okay. Uh, Twin Talon so... would like to look at their feet. Hmm. Good point. They have clawed feet. Hmm. Do they look like they could have made the footprints out front? Yes. Well done. I'm not sure that you are a dragon, but if you are, today is a very bad day for you. Pondwatcher, um,. Hold on there for a moment, please. I would assume dragon is bigger, but perhaps this is baby. They, they are, they are, they are not dragons. There was no. Oh, no we are very strong and mighty dragons. As they are hitting themselves in the chest, in their chest, do you think that the room that had all of the baubles and bits and that beware mighty dragons oh. was probably their dragon horde? Oh. oh. Brianna the- is going to take one of the rations from her pack. Be like, oh, mighty dragons, please. Accept my offering of meats. Do they react if I repeat it in Draconic? Just same yes. tone and everything. Yes. So excited, so happy, but just like, oh, rock, adorable. I don't, I don't know. I don't speak Klingon, and I highly doubt there's a word for adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so Twin Talon's definitely keeping an eye on Pond Watcher, just like watching the steam rise up off of him. Yeah, no. Uh, and he's gonna take his cue from what to do, from whether Pond Watcher freaks out or not. Well, uh, no. Um, I think Temid and uh, Twin Talon kind of maybe meet eyes and we, you know, kind of nod at each other and stand somewhat in between Pond Watcher and these guys because he might come attack these things, but I don't think that that's the prudent thing to do at the moment. Yeah, Twin Talon will kind of stand. Well, Temid's definitely going to do that. Temid's definitely going to stand, try to interpose himself between, with you know, nonchalantly, of course. And Twin Talon will stand kind of to the side and just slightly behind Pond Watcher, but he'll put his hand on his shoulder. Kind of reassuringly. So as the the food is the rations are offered, uh, they come up and take it and say, "We bestow upon you a blessing," and they kind of like bop you, like <laughs> not hard, but like yeah, bonk, bonk. Yeah, they bonk you. Thank you, uh, mighty dragons, and she'll like slowly look over her shoulder at Pond Watcher and be like. So what are two two uh, mighty dragons such as yourselves doing here? You see their brow furrow. Those evil creatures that worship the wrong dragons <laughs> have kicked us out of our lair. Wait, was the tunnel yours? No. 
the Okay, that was definitely the, them. Yeah. I just wanted to check. So do you know the uh the Bramble Brasher goblins? Yeah, they live next door. They're okay. They're kinda nice. They keep us fed. <laughs> 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 not, not, not really a big deal. That we don't bother them, they don't bother us. We share food sometimes. It's you know, it's a, a nice nice relationship. Okay, so these are one of the original inhabitants before the cult. But can you believe that they would look upon us and they worship dragon? They worship Dahak. They do not worship us. They say we are not dragons. Can you believe such a slight to two such as us? Yes. Well, mighty dragons, um, we have. I, I can't believe it, considering how bad cults are. <laughs> oh, yes. Cults, cults believe very specifically in only one thing. We have cleared your lair. Almighty oh, dragons, um, if you wish to return. Yeah, Poundwatcher will drop the head that he <laughs> cut off of the boggard from before. Excellent. We accept your offering, tall one. Addressing uh, Watcher, <laughs> mm. And then now Temid kind of looks at him and kind of like makes eye contact and shakes his head and mouths, not dragons. <laughs> not you know, I, dragons. I find it offensive that you would venerate. I find it offensive that they would not worship us as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you for- This is very eloquent broken comment. <laughs> Thank you for slaying these non-believers. We shall make you the highest rank non-dragon we can. And what would that be? We'll figure that out later. Siray <laughs> <laughs> is just so smitten. Oh. What, what are your names? Ah. I was just gonna ask that. How should we refer to you? Mighty and Dragon? No, <laughs> my name is the Mighty Pib. And that Pib is a... The green one? The green one. Does he make a soda, no. Mr. Pib? <laughs> and I am the Mighty Zarf, the red one. Zarf. Zarf. And Zarf. Zarf. Oh, Mighty One. Oh, is he looking at me? Is he looking at you? <laughs> I, I don't want to ask uh, remind me to tell you a story about the origins of these things, uh, Pond Watcher. Now, since you have graced us with both two offerings, the head of our enemies and food, and you have cleared our, our horde of the creatures in there, we shall now retire back to our horde, but first we must give you a gift. Now, since... You must be new here into our lair, of our dragon lair. You are currently in, like, a big circle area. Yes. If you go back out on the other side, there's more things. There's paintings and whatnot. Ghosts. Side. Middle. There's a big desk. Really nice. Highly recommend it. Now, if you go further in, be very careful as... Yeah. That have been raising up in the crypts. Oh. What have these ghosts done? Oh, mighty Zarf. Mm, thank you. He's actually Pib. <laughs> I don't care. I'm addressing the two of them. They have uh, a lady came running through here. Tall. Pale. Ears like you. And she gestures to Soraya. An elven woman. We know that oh, the elven? yeah, the woman was yes, was was an, was an elf. Okay. And she ran in that direction. She ran through there, and I heard the rattling of bones after her. Did you see 
the undead or just hear them? We just heard them. No, no, no. We were um, not hiding. What's the word? Um, Otherwise occupied? Yes. Observing? Observing from a distance. Yes! Oh. Observing from a distance. Um, to be clear, it sounded as though there were rattling bones chasing after this elven woman? Yes. We oh, must right. put these bones to rest then. It could be Not someone with a xylophone. Either way, if there's something impersonating the undead, we need to put it down. Forever. All right. Uh, well, Bib and Zarf, uh, stay safe, I guess. We are mighty dragons. Of course we will be safe. Now, you said you owed us a gift. Yes, I told you what the way around. Oh, well, I was going to ask if there was something, um, um, if I exchange with you something perhaps um, more glittery or shiny than something in your hoarding, perhaps something from it. I will taking it, but at least not without replacing it. I'm sorry, what? So it sounds like making like a, a throat slash noise. You want to give us more things for our hoard? Of course. If we can exchange them. Exchange for something in our hoard. Yes. Sure. I will give you shiny things. Okay. In exchange for one of the paintings. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that fair. That sounds fair. Any of the small silver things that no one can use for, like, the, the daggers. <laughs> oh, the, the silver daggers will still cost a, quite a bit of... Yeah, they're a lot, worth a lot of money. Um, A shiny copper? I don't know. Yeah, she'll, like... Oh, she'll, you know she'll what? She'll hold out a handful of silver, like, no, five no, no. silver. What? Uh, we take out a couple of copper. A couple of us cast light on it. Now they're super shiny. Yeah. One oh, each of no, them. that's mean, because it'll wear off. I took their hoard already. Yeah, we took it already. We stole oh, all the... of it. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, why I'm like, don't oh, mention the horn. It's sorry. not there anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. 15 gold. <laughs> yeah. Too. yeah Let's roll back a little bit. Um, well, why don't we just offer them like five gold? <laughs> no. no. We should be like, yo, those guys stole. Oh, so, no, 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 no. Remember, there was a mound of stuff there. In that mound the gold. <laughs> was like, you after you searched through that mound, you found 15 gold. <laughs> Oh, so it wasn't we took like the valuable was... things. That doesn't mean that they find that value. Correct. Exactly. Okay. So, you know what? I think uh, it's fair payment for giving them their home back. There's a bunch of whips in there. <laughs> Ooh. What about some nanas? Uh... <laughs> whips, whips and sickles? Yep. All right. Whipsicles. Uh... Yeah, you could take a whip and tie a sickle to the end of it. <gasps> that is a and, brilliant idea. And you should practice uh, when we are Far not away here. From us. And also far away from each other. Yes, yes, of course. I mean, we know already how, know how to do such things. We have great ancient dragon knowledge. Oh, yes, I'm sure very powerful now, dragons of yourselves. Have thank you for your time. I appreciate everything you have done for us. <laughs> and we, you should appreciate everything we have done for you. We certainly do. We will see you later. And they kind of waddle yeah, out. Somebody just holds, like, grabs her by the scruff of her. her yes. She's like, <laughs> Jasper flies and stop. grabs your, like, oh, grabs oh, your no, hand. Oh, no, no. Jasper absolutely, like, flies over and, like, studies them. Well, <laughs> uh, Pawn Watcher, those were called kobolds, and uh, they were commonly believed to be created after a, a dragon had a drunken weekend and let off some steam in a moment of epic regret. Hmm. I don't really like them. Also, they're colored like. The bad, evil dragons, not like the good ones, so... I, I... I... Whatever. They seem like stupid children or something, so... Yes. That's, let this one slide. That's a uh, common for... Orphan bastard idiots. 
they're they're like scaly goblins more than anything else. Hmm. And Pond Watcher, I'm very proud of your ability to hold back your emotion there. I'm quite quite pleased with how well you did. Just be grateful they didn't insult him or yeah. let a challenge go uh, untested there. Yeah, they they were just so small it threw me off. <laughs> I I thought I was suddenly very large or something, I, and they had little hands and 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 daggers and stuff and whatever. I don't know. So there's a door to the southwest. Um, I would just like to verify that there's nothing. You said there's like forges and things like yes, that. Yes, these there. are long, cold forges. I just want to just scour it very quickly for any weapons that might be left over. I mean, there was that room that had a sword behind a table that uh, Soraya found. So You find, after about 15 minutes of searching, you find three jars of alchemist fire. Oh crap! Nice work. I will. I will handle lesser them alchemist fire. Just so you know. Thank you. Because out of character, uh, bombs are like their own weapon, or like throwing weapons are their own weapon. Yeah. And like nobody's proficient with them except for alchemists, unless you take. Yeah, like take that split. That's, that that's thing. Um, I think there were a couple of other random alchemical bombs that we discovered. There's a tanglefoot um, bag for sure. Tanglefoot bag. I think there was like a um like a thunderstone or something. But yeah. It was well, it was bottled lighting. I kept that one just in case I needed something else but okay yeah all right so we're happy moving to give you the the ammunition for because you'll use it way better than anybody else will so where are we moving uh which direction now so there's the door you guys came through or there's a door to the southwest you should have asked them about the creepy cube but uh well they're not dead so i don't think they know where it is oh, they did true. say there's a desk in here that they would recommend five stars on yelp so i think hey, what's Silver, yelp? there's a good desk in this room right here well i'm uh, gonna have to Look at that that desk. Let him open the door. He loves it. I I, I, <laughs> I have to examine the wood quality of this desk. All right. Oh, man. What's Aaron's second character going to be? All right. So you open the door to the... Skeleton inside of a gelatinous cube. <laughs> to the southwest. And you see a shattered table stretches across the center of the room. While broken chairs, moldy books, and general detritus litter the floor. Two bodies appear to be frog-like humanoids lie sprawled on the floor near the center of the room. Of the several doors that provide exits from this room, the one to the west and southwest hang wide open. So the one from the west is the one that faces toward the uh, exit. Yes, the middle one. Sorry. So that was open when we came up to it? It was a jar, yes. Okay. Sorry about that. So that would be possibly... Indicative of something else being in here. Uh, yeah. Uh, can I toss southwest is that way. Toss a rock at where the bodies are. Sure. Does anything happen? You toss the rock and it hits the the wall and slides down like normal. Okay. Well, gelatinous cubes are often invisible. Maybe it was there. I don't know. Just then. Oh. You hear a tiny voice coming from the corner, as if. A child, we're speaking. Oh, creepy child. I don't even know what it says yet. Take me with you. Yep, creepy child. Take me with you. No. Creepy. And then you hear it echoed from another corner. Oh, shit. Take me with you. And you see two tiny dolls stagger out. Even creepier. Coming towards you. Okay. No, no, no. That's super creepy. Yep. And we'll uh, we'll deal with the creepy children later. Yes, yes. Yes. What will happen next? Will our heroes find and defeat the mysterious laughing dolls? Will the mighty dragons have to come to their aid? 
will Pond Watcher completely lose his head and go after the tiny kobolds? Find out the answers to this and more questions on the next episode of The Cracked Die Podcast. And now, a word from our sponsors. Is the cold month of Abadias getting you down? Do you feel like one more day of snow will just send you off to meet the Lady of Graves? Is plowing so your cart can make it down the road just killing your back? Well, come down to the lovely warm Katapesh! Katapesh, a city of mystery and enchantment. From exotic bazaars to exotic animals, you can find whatever you'd like here in Katapesh. We have lovely views of the Brazen Peak Mountains. We have arid deserts. Come take a dip in the Obari Ocean. Whatever you're looking for, look no further than Katapesh. Thank you for listening to the Crack Die Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape, because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path, are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.